All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, upvote the video, and comment as well. Also, you can see in the top corner, join our subtext community and have Ole Miss information sent directly to your phone. No more hanging out around a message board. When something happens, it'll be sent to you. That's pretty cool indeed. I'm here with a former player, Tim Thomas, um, with the news that Chris Beard got hired. First impressions. He wants to play on Monday night. And Monday night means you've already, he's not going to just be NCAA every year. He's talking about getting to the Final Four and then playing on Monday night. That's his goal. His goal ain't to just get to the dance. And, you know, every year, hope we get to the dance. If not, we go to NIT. That's Ole Miss basketball in the past. We've Every once in a while got, you know, into the dance, you know, and maybe lasted a couple rounds. But a lot of times we end up being NIT or whatever. And that, that's kind of the uh, past. So I, I think it's the past. I was thoroughly impressed. Uh, you know, there's a lot of the people out there, social media, national media, going to slam this hire, going to say this and that, whatever. I go to the Bible. I'm a church man. Uh, I hope you are. Uh, John 8, uh, Jesus was talking to the adulterous woman, and he went through a lot of things and marking in the, in the, in the, on the ground and there, and all these people had their stones in their hand. They were going to stone her. He said, he who is without sin cast the first stone. We, as people, sin, we do things we don't like, and we do them. You know, that's life. So I'm going to give him a break. I'm going to say, hey, he's asked forgiveness. He's been humbled. He's been, uh, he's made, made amends to his family. He's made amends to his, his players, his former players, his coaches. I got a lot of respect for him, uh, what he said tonight during the news conference, the question and answers, and also in the, uh, the thing with uh, Keith Carter. I was very impressed. Yeah, and his um, contract information came out today, and I think it's at like $3.25 million a year. So the altercation and whatever happened in Texas ended up costing him about 8 to $10 million. And before people say he cost himself that, well, the same thing, whether they tell you to pay it with a fine of doing it or somebody removes you punitively from your job, that is punitive damages that has happened. I mean, that has to be taken into account. It's not a situation to where you can just have somebody and just like, okay, this is a bad person. He's always going to be a bad person because life doesn't work that way. And yeah, I don't want to talk about this anymore, but I mean, it it just kind of is what it is. Money's important to all of us. We got to have it to get by. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I could tell, you know, he, he wants as much money as he can make, you know, for his family, his three daughters. Um, I don't think it's all about the money. I think he's happy to be at Ole Miss. He's happy to be at SEC. He's happy to be the coach of the Ole Miss basketball. I think he's thrilled. Uh, Ole Miss is special. Uh, Ole Miss, uh, Oxford is special. Uh, Keith Carter. Wow, did he go out on the limb and make this hire? This is a big hire. This is a whale. It's not this is a whale among minnows, man. He he went out and, and he loves Ole Miss he loves Ole Miss sports. But you gotta admit it, he loves Ole Miss basketball because he played here, you know, put his sweat and tears all these years. So he 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 wanted to make a big hire. And some people say, Well, he'll play for a while or he'll stay for a while. I'm sorry, he'll stay for a while and then 
someone else bigger, bigger, bigger. That may happen. Now, I just think, like with Kiffin, what did Lane, what Lane Kiffin was thinking about going to Auburn? What did Keith Carter do? He put he, he put nine nine to ten million, I think it's around nine million uh, dollars on him, and he stayed. So I think it'll be the same way with the Beard if he's successful. You know, let's change gears to actually Beard on the court and talk about it. And I am not overly familiar with the style, but I do know that Chris Beard is a disciple of Bobby Knight, and I know how he played. Now, he does something he calls the no-middle defense, which appears to be some sort of a man-to-man with zone principles, kind of like a matchup type deal. Um, but but talk about that system. Like, you played under Bob Weltlick, who was also a Bobby Knight disciple. What What is in store for Ole Miss basketball moving forward um, with the program? As he said, mentioned it several times in interviews, he, defense is king. And he knows how to teach it. He knows talent. He can judge talent like anybody I hadn't seen. It. I mean, it's like at Little Rock. First year there and only year there, they were 30 and 5. How does that happen? How do you do that all in one year? And he pretty well promised that. I, I'm going to take him up on it. We're going to be in the NCAA tournament next year. He And, and I'd say within a few years, we're going to be towards the Final Four. I, I believe that. I got faith in him. You know, I've been proven wrong, and the people said stuff. I believed them. But uh, I've seen his track record. You looked at it. You went over to the other day on, on this show. You went through all the years and all the wins and the 70% winning procedure, uh, percentage. But like you said, he uh, he's going to most likely all man-to-man. But there will be a zone like you were talking about. That, uh, I think at Ole Miss when we were when I was there, we did a 2-3 zone. We had some traps too that we did. But uh, the main thing is it's a zone but with man principles. So if someone's in your area, you're all over them. And a lot of times, I, what I've seen, he's going to trap some too. That's where he's going to make it serious. But he, he has a good offense, though. He uh, it's a motion type offense, but he he really lets the kids play. Uh, he does something that we've talked about, Kermit. Uh, he, he don't jerk them out. All of a sudden, he don't just he gives them a chance to play, a chance to get used to playing. You know, put you in a few minutes, and give you a chance to settle down and get used to playing. And uh, I think that's I think it's why he's really good at recruiting because they see that the guys. And he sent a lot of people to the pros, so he, he he's that type of coach that the kids these days really like like to play for. Yeah, whenever you hear him speak, it automatically comes out how sharp of a guy he is, and you could tell that he would probably be a recruiting dynamo. And speaking of that, um, within the first day of being hired, he got people that requested their NL, um, NLI um, being rescinded with the kid, the Marshall kid out of Arkansas and Jordan Burks out of Arizona. They are going to honor their signee. They're going to be at Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss did lose Josh Hubbard, the kid from MRA, who's going to Mississippi State, but to quickly turn that around, that is kind of impressive. And if you look at the transfer portal, there's a power forward from Wofford that's an excellent shooter that is showing up that uh, has already mentioned that Ole Miss is contacting him. And a young freshman from Texas Tech who this year didn't have the greatest numbers, but you're seeing the front court. They, Chris Beard has obviously came in, looked at the players on hand, looked at what he has, and is like, no, we need front court scorers. And that that is kind of the early impression of the transfer portal um, at the moment. Yeah, let's be honest. He's been working on this since Thursday or Friday. He knew that he was going to be the coach, in my opinion. 
they didn't finalize it till Monday to put it out for everybody to see. But he's been working behind the scenes with a film crew and with everybody that he could get from the staff there. He's been going over every player on Ole Miss's team that's coming back. He knows who he wants. He knows who fits in the system. So when, in this next week, when you see these names coming up and whatever uh, don't come back, it's probably because he didn't want them. I'm just being honest. He, he can decide who he wants. You know, Brakefield and uh, White. And who else is in there? Abram. They're all in the portal right now. So he's going to watch their film, talk to them, and see what they made out of and go over some scenarios and maybe even let them practice and see. But he, he's, he's, uh, he's been vetting and doing due diligence on the players he's got at Ole Miss, and then he's definitely going to get to that portal, and he's going to get serious, and he knows how to judge talent like he, nobody I've ever seen. Yeah, Matthew Morrell, Jamin Brakefield, and Deshaun Ruffin were at the announcement today. Oh, um, yeah, so that's kind of a big deal and probably gives everybody a hint of what's happening. Because if Jamin Brakefield was truly out the door going into the portal, he would not have come to that announcement. If Ruffin was out the door, he would not have come to that. And with Matthew Morrell, I think under the Chris Beard system, a Morrell-type guard, could actually flower a little bit, kind of do the stuff that we were waiting on him to do that he was unable to do last year. And they were also clapping. So that's a good sign mm-hmm. that they were clapping when he would make a statement. And he also uh, – he, he knows how to handle a crowd, too. He, he thanked everybody from uh, the guy that mows the yard around the Lyceum to the staff person there at Bavia, which is great. He, he's got input and – He's got people buying in. He said something about Coach Yo and all the other coaches, Bianco and, and Kiffin. He mentioned all that. He wants to buy in. He wants everybody to love Ole Miss basketball. He, he bought me in. I had mm-hmm. goosebumps all over. I, I might have said I, I wouldn't say it. I might have shed a tear because it, it really means a lot to me and all the other guys. And you too. Everybody that went to Ole Miss, you feel strongly. You won't ever sport to do well. You may be football-oriented. But you want basketball to do well. You want baseball to do well because when you go out in the public or wherever you go to church, whatever, you, you know, you want to let them know that, you know, Ole Miss won Saturday. Ole Miss is in the dance. Not if they're going to be in the dance. Well, how, how, what are they ranked this year? What are they ranked? Oh, they're in the top 10. This ain't just, uh, you know, the top 50, 60, 80, 100. He wants to be in the top 10 and be relevant. Ole Miss will be relevant in the, in the, in the basketball arena these coming years. I think it's going to be next year. Yeah, and honestly, he wants to build up to the point where Coach Yo is now. She was always going to be an eight seed. I mean, she's the higher seed. She needs to beat Gonzaga. She needs to advance in the tournament. But that's the stage she's in at the moment. She's getting in. She just needs to advance. Now, with Chris Beard, that's going to be the same thing. I'm, I, my expectations for this year is Ole Miss firmly in the conversation for the NCAA tournament in year one, period. I'm expecting Ole Miss to have a season similar to what Vandy did. I think early in the non-conference slate, there could be a little bit of trouble while they're starting to gel and everything that could drop some games. But by the end of the year, this team is going to be good. This team is going to be tough. And they're going to sell out the pavilion multiple times. And nobody's going to talk about the, the stuff that led previous to this hire, they're just going to be talking about the product that is on the floor, the energy that's in the crowd, the fact that Ole Miss basketball, for the first time in a hundred years, is really relevant. We always talk about, you know, this was a passion project for Keith Carter. And we say that, nobody really believed it. But you could hear when Keith was talking about it, 
how much this hire meant to him, being a former basketball player, the same as you. And it just makes me feel good. There's been moments like in the 80s when Gerald Glass was going for 55 or 52 or something like that, or when Keith Carter and Rob Evans kind of turned this team around, or even whenever like Marshall Henderson and Murphy Holloway was making a run a few years later. But the moments have been so few. I basically, other than the 81 team, I basically just said the whole history of Ole Miss basketball. Now, hopefully with Chris Beard and the turnaround here, you'll see this team start to go around the corner and they'll start to turn that corner. And all of a sudden it will be relevant. Football will be relevant. And honestly, basketball being relevant means that not as much money has to come out of football to pay for it. You need basketball to be the moneymaker that it's designed to be. I believe it will be. I'm I'm with you. I believe the fan support's going to be there. He loves to do promotions. He loves to get the kids involved. He loves the students. He mentioned them. Uh, they're on spring break. I'm sure a lot of them are watching this. The club red, they call it. He's a he's really a promoter. He he loves to get the community Oxford involved. There was a good crowd there today. Uh, he, he's he's going to get some great players in here. He's he, this is going to be. Uh, you see some of the uh, stadiums or coliseums around uh, that is packed. The kids are everywhere. They're screaming. They're jumping up and down like a duke. Maybe you know this is going to be like that. This is going to be. It's going to be quick. This is going to be soon. This is not a. You know, he said rebuild. Of course, you rebuild your roster every year, but this is not going to be a rebuilding year. There's plenty of talent. We I saw Ruffin in the audience like you did. He was sitting there. So there was Morrell there and Brakefield there. So you got several pieces. I don't know what's happened to Cal Hurd. He was red shirted. Supposed to be a great shooter, but. He was a great shooter. Uh, maybe he wouldn't have been Richard. But I don't know if he'll be back. But you got the Abram kid. You got the guys, uh, Brakefield, that we mentioned, and James White. He's going to talk to all of them. They said they would talk to him. I feel good about the whole thing. He's going to get good assistance. We've heard a, a couple of names. Uh, Brian Berg, I've heard he's definitely coming. Hmm. He was the coach at Georgia Southern. I think he was just let go recently. And I've heard another name that's uh, been on uh, – his, his staff at Texas Tech and Al Pinkins, you, I think he brought his name up. He's a possibility. I think he came in for interview. Nothing to done deal until you guess you see it on paper. But he he's going to surround him stuff with people that can recruit and can recruit well and also can teach the game. He is big into teaching. That's what he mentioned about Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight wasn't actually a coach. He was a teacher. He loved to teach basketball, and and sometimes he would get a little crazy sometimes and some of the game to threw the cheer across. But I guess that was a teaching moment. I don't know. But uh, I, I, I believe we're going to do well. I, I can see it happening next year. I really do. Yeah, and, you know, I think the third – I think it's three assistants with the head coach. So you've got – you're going – I think you're going to have Berg. You're going to have Pinkins. And I think that third person might be Win Case. Yeah, that's a good point. Go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah, I, th- I think that might be the one, and that'll be the person that is the glue with Jamin Brakefield, with Matthew Morrell, and kind of give him a little bit of a push in year one. We'll see if it will work out because, I mean, let's be honest, like with Bobby Knight and like with Bob Weltlick, there's a certain way that they coach, and not all assistant coaches are designed for that way. So we'll be able to see then, like, if Wynn comes in for a year, he can head out after that year. But that is kind of how I think the staff might turn out. Makes sense. 
If Wynn wants to stay, if he's not trying to get a job somewhere else, a coaching job, I'm not sure. But it makes a lot of sense. With it. He probably was a big, big, probably the biggest recruiter for Morrell and Brinkfield, those guys. So they love him to death, and they want him to stay. And I heard a statement, a rumor, you know, these rumors. If uh, Win K stays, I'll stay, you know, that type of stuff. I don't know if that's true. But I'm sure some of that goes along because you, you feel comfortable with someone like Win Case. He won two games, you know, there real quick. Like, and he, he seemed like a great man. I enjoyed listening to his press conference. You, you know, the, the players love him. So that's a big that's a big plus for uh, Beard right there to have someone and knows the area, knows Mississippi, Tennessee, Georgia, these areas. And, and Win is a super guy. You know, and, and the weird thing to say is like Brian Berg, I, I'm not really sure exactly what his specialty is. I know he's probably going to be the number two on the bench. I know that um, Chris Beard is going to lean on him because they were together at Little Rock. They were together at Texas Tech. I mean, they've they've got real history coming up together. Um, Al Pinkins, I know, is a big big man coach. I, uh, I know that he helped Reginald Buckner. I know that he helped Murphy, Murphy Holloway. He was here with AK. So I'm understanding what Pinkins is. Now, I, I don't really know. Is Win Case a front court guy or is he a back court guy? Because if he's a back court guy, this is a slam dunk. You've got the number two on the bench. You've got Pinkins as the big man, and you have somebody to coach the guards. But maybe I'm just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to connect dots that aren't there. Yeah, I think Win Case is the backcourt guy. I think he does handle the guards, and we'll, we'll see. You know, Beer says he wants people all around. They won't be, you know, they won't be recruiters. You know, we got to be recruiters. You know, he wants to be able to coach on the floor. He wants them to be able to. He wants to be able to coach as good as he. He wants to follow instructions. And uh, I don't know who's going to be there. We think Berg is definitely coming. Pinkins maybe, and the Win Case. We'll see how that turns out, but. Everything looks good. I'm proud of how it went today. I think everybody will be. There'll be people out there saying what they want to say, but go ahead and say it. Uh, in the 24 or 48 uh, news cycle, it'll be all over with. And then we'll wait for Beard. Like he said, he's out on the recruiting trail. He's already hit a couple of recruits. Uh, Hubbard, maybe that was best for him. And maybe that was best for Beard that he went on. He's got Ruffin coming back. We hadn't talked about Malik Ewing. I'm not sure what's going to happen with him. I don't know what the latest. I didn't see him in the crowd. But we'll, we'll find out. He may want him back because he's a big old kid that plays well inside and can really score. So if he is available, I bet he'll get him too. But it's going to be some great months coming up, and I'm looking forward to the new year. Of course, we got baseball tonight right now as we're recording uh uh, they're playing Jacksonville State. I hope they're doing well. And we got the spring uh, coming up here soon. So it's going to be a, it's a great year for Ole Miss. Yeah, absolutely. And and it might be nothing. This is, could be me just completely talking out of school and not knowing what I'm talking about. Okay. I understand that. This is just my opinion of me doing two weeks worth of research on Chris Beard and becoming an expert on him like everybody else. But Josh Hubbard, kind of a sawed off player. Deshaun Ruffin, a sawed-off player. It is known that Chris Beard likes length. He likes long guards. So if you want to connect dots with Josh Hubbard, you have to think that phone call was made and it probably didn't go the way that you think it was going to go. I mean, it, you know, I, I think he would want I, – I, I, was, I was really smart, I think, whenever I said that T.J. Caldwell could have a real significant role with this team moving forward. Uh, him with Matthew Morrell, that would be the type court as far as the size-speed ratio kind of that he normally puts out, in my opinion. 
Yeah, Caldwell, like you said, he is a great player. Very athletic, uh, jumps really well, and he's a good outside shooter. So we'll see. Uh, Beard knows who he wants. Uh, he's going to have these interviews if he hadn't already had them with most of them. He'll decide who he wants and who he's got to get. He wants to get the players that he feels like can play on Monday night. That's his key. That's what I loved about the whole day today. So he, he's got Brakefield in mind, Morrell, I'm sure, because he's definitely, he's definitely there. He's got to get him. He needs him bad. And I, I think, like you, I think he'll keep winning case and hopefully that bird guy that they're all out right now. That would never, they probably wasn't there to, at the press conference. They were probably out recruiting. They're out getting all these portal. I think it was nearly 200 people that got in the portal on Monday. So it, there's a lot of people out there. And I think that Chris Beard, the way he handles kids, the way he talks to them, I believe he's going to get his lion's share. And I, I believe we're going to be very relevant uh, next year. All right, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this video up on Tuesday night um, as soon as possible, but it's also going to be Thursday's Locked On Ole Miss podcast segment three. Instead of waiting until Thursday, I'm going to go ahead and shoot it out as well because Tim always gives good information. He's just a good listen. I do appreciate it, Tim. Um, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked on college basketball. It has everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you get to hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked on College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Tim, thank you very much for stopping by. Always good to talk to you, man, and get your opinion on this. And as the season ramps up, we'll start doing it again, buddy. Yeah, I like Chris Beard. He led the cheer. Are you ready? Isn't that pretty awesome? They did the are you ready when he was coming up, and then he led the cheer. I thought that was pretty awesome. So are you ready? I think we. I think he's ready. I think uh, Ole Miss basketball is ready for uh, unprecedented success in Ole Miss basketball. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's that's where we're, we're all hoping for. But we'll we'll see you a little bit later on this year. Take care, Tim. God bless. Howdy, tighty, buddy. Howdy, buddy.